She's a nasty butt. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Podcat Podcast, the premier podcast of the Podcat Podcast Network. We're a professional podcast. That's right. I am one of the co-caps. My name is Samuel Brady, and I'm having a great day, and I hope you are as well. Joining me, as always, is our other co-cat. Veronica Almost-Brady. Hey. So continuing right along with Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, so continuing right along with Twitter. Um, Rob Weeks at Zombie Slag, and he's got many of them, just so you know. Okay. What do you do when you just can't even? Asking for a friend. I listen to podcasts. I cry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Um, and that is... Ugh, thinking about it makes me get teary-eyed. But um, for me, there are times at work and there are times in my personal life where I will just go sit on a fucking toilet and sob because that is what I need to feel better and I do not give a shit. And if people say fuck all about it to me, I will tear them apart. Literally tear them apart with my bare Hands, breasts first. <laughs> all right. Or I will slaughter them with my verbiage. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't say a fuck all about it when Veronica's having a cry. Yeah. And I, I, what's so funny is that like, even when I do cry sometimes at you, it, it takes so, so long for me to get there. And I don't understand why that happens to me. I think it's for me if I'm feeling upset about something like, um, in the house or like, you know, just the household thing or whatever. It takes me so long to get there. Like I'll be mad or upset, but not know how to express it. And then when you're like, what's wrong? And I just anime tears all over, just like a silly, a, a silly baby. Mm. And I don't know why I do that. Mm. Okay. So while uh, we're doing a series for Rob here. All right. Rob says, Hey, Podcat Podcast and Creeptastic Sam. If the stereotypical heaven were real... Uh-oh. Sam hates questions like this. No, I don't. Not necessarily. If the stereotypical heaven were real, you like the... If this thing were true, what would you... You don't like this. Um, I think that it's... In, I think that rejecting the premise of sub-questions is should be a more valid response and should probe more thought, a serious thought, than is sometimes considered in the nature, in the spirit of those questions. But I don't dislike people hearing other people's answers, and I don't dislike answering them. Okay. Hey, Podcat Podcast. If the stereotypical heaven were real... I reject the premise! <laughs> and you could end the world now and everyone go there, would you? No. You could go ahead, though. No, you wouldn't? No. Why not? If the stereotypical heaven were real, then I presume we're meaning some sort of of Christian heaven. And then I am just deeply skeptical at things and systems. And it's not intrinsically good to me because it might feel good or might seem good. The Mormon God is sort of eugenically deciding who can and cannot reproduce. And I find that mission very, very, very deeply um, upsetting and, and potentially bad. And if there were a God, I wouldn't trust my own feelings. Like if I'm feeling good about everything like that, I would need to know with context, with different context other than my relationship to this one person, of if it's good, 
like an honest to, to the universe good thing or or not. And going there and feeling good and being there with other people and feeling good would would feel like inviting other people to a web because I like the view there at that moment. And I, I, I would be more analytical first. Uh, the question is yes, or the answer is yes for me. Uh, for for the for the sex wives that I think you get, don't you get wives? Are you gonna be a Mormon dude when you go to heaven? Oh yes, <laughs> we're all gonna have the biggest schlongs. <laughs> that I, dicks like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this is the Lord's dick. All right, <laughs> get on it. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, I don't know. Um, let me think about this. Uh, stereotypical heaven. I'm sure that, okay, so first of all, it starts with a terrible joke while we're all waiting in line at the pearly gates, mm-hmm. right? So first there's a bad joke. That's a plus for me. Mm-hmm. Second, um, I have always imagined heaven as a place where there is like a very Dorothy golden brick road. Okay. <laughs> Um, and when I was a child and I believed in heaven, I thought that the best thing in the world that could possibly happen is that I would go there, rob it, <laughs> and give all the stuff that everything is made out of in heaven to the people on earth because nice. they need it more. <laughs> Alrighty, a Robin Hood. I like that a lot. So, yeah, but only because of the heist. Uh-huh. You can go to the Twilight Zone heaven. Yeah, let's go and heist the heavens. Oh, heist heavens. Yeah. yeah. Or there could be the Twilight Zone heaven where you're you're walking up the road with your trusted um, companion, your dog that you love, that you share your life with. <gasps> yeah. And then you're just about to go into heaven and they say, I this way, there's a spot for you, but you can't bring your dog into heaven. There's no dogs in heaven. Yeah. And you're just like, this doesn't feel right. This just doesn't quite feel right. And then you go back from this very shiny, elaborate, fancy gate to this little teeny tiny home country little gate. And they said, there you are. Welcome. We've been waiting for you. He's like, I, I only can go if I can bring my dog. Of course you can. Absolutely you can be, be with your dog. And it's really heaven that the other one was hell. Mmm. Interesting. <sighs> I don't remember that one. Oh. We should watch I it. I must have fallen asleep. It's on the black and white series. I okay. think it might be... My memories are kind of blurring, so which means it might be from when I was younger that I watched it. Oh, I see. Oh, I wonder if that was a real episode of The Twilight Zone. Oh, I'm sure it is. I've heard people... It's a famous one. It's a for sure very famous one. Okay. Okay. (sighs) Next question, please. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. What are your thoughts? I think that word is too long. (laughs) So, um, I, I have a thought about what it means, but why don't we look it up to make sure that we're correct. Opposition to withdrawal of state support or recognition from an established church, especially the Anglican Church. So opposing the withdrawal of state support. Okay, so why do you keep clicking? Well, because I'm just seeing if there's more holistic one here. So it's a political position that developed in 19th century Britain. so you are for there being the state church and against the movement of the state church, specifically of England, um, being removed as the official state church. I am an anti-anti-disestablishmentarianism. So you are that, a disestablishmentarian. Yeah, I think like, and I do not mean to be just attacking religious expression here. 
I mean, hear me out. In, in America, right, when we get rid of state religions, religion doesn't go away in, in America. In, in a way, it thrives. And it thrives because people are sort of empowered to intrinsically make their lives about what they want them to. And it tends to mean more to people when it's an expression of, of, of the, themselves. And I believe that. And I think that that's legitimate. And I want to support people with freedom of and freedom from religion. So state religions are uniformly bad. And getting rid of, uh, of state religions does not attack religion. If anything, it empowers it and makes it thrive more. Because when people choose it, they tend to care more about it. I 100% agree with you. I support this position wholeheartedly. I think you're absolutely right. So the podcast podcast is a fervently... Hey, whoa, whoa. We do not make statements on behalf of the state of the Geekly Con. <laughs> well, this podcast, I'm saying. Commune. Uh, yeah, but this podcast. Yeah, but as the head of the state, I can't allow you to... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the podcast podcast is an anti-anti-disestablishmentarianist. We are disestablishmentarianists. No, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I like to say an anti-anti-disestablishmentarianist. That's not a thing. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> yeah. So also, that word is too long. <laughs> it's too much, man. It's almost like he was putting on an affect for comedic effect there, being deliberately obtuse in the moment. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As kind of Paula Tompkins has said, this got Ackerman on Comedy Big Bang sometimes, where he's just like, I feel like the premise is a little contrived for comedic effect here. <laughs> it's a very funny meta thing. Okay. Last one from Zombie Slag. He says... How many ducks would a duck fucker chuck fuck if duck fucker chuck ducked fu- fuck ducks? I'm so glad you asked this. I read a lot of Chuck Palahniuk in high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great sort of thing to read, especially if you're in sort of a, a bleak place of feeling that things have been forced and contrived and not knowing what is really you and what to do. And they're kind of cathartic in a way. Um, I My favorite Chuck Palahniuk is Diary. I think it's really great. It, that one, the point of view character is, I think, a 41 or 42-year-old woman who's working for extremely um, terrible um, working conditions. And with this family that feels like she, she can't connect to him, that the harder that she reaches out to him. It's an, it's an inherently sad story. But I, I, I really thought it was very, very pretty. Um, it's in this form of a diary that she writes, like when... Um, sailors are at sea they would uh, this is the legend goes about these diaries is that they'd keep diaries of their lives and that their spouses on shore would keep diaries as well and they'd trade those diaries when they'd come um, to port so they could read while they they were gone and keep each other in their thoughts and see through each other's eyes and their words what their life was so her husband is in a coma after um in a coma excuse me after attempting suicide and failing at the attempt of suicide and she wants to keep a diary of how shitty her life and her and their child's life is now after he's done this thing. So he can miss the so when he wakes up, he won't miss out on all the pain that he's caused other people. So it's like a, a very dark place of the book. But it's kinda like darkly cathartic in that way. So thank you for the question and, and yes. Well what else? What else what? Tell me more. About the book? Yeah. So she she has to work like like incredibly hard in order to keep her head above water but she has these uh kind of 
ambition to uh, uh, the, the strive to, to create art and she is very naturally talented at it but she's at this stage in her life where that's never going to happen but she continues to try to and she just sort of just gives up on everything she gives up on trying to connect to this kid who just um she who really cares about this child but she appreciates the fact that her reaching out to this person isn't a helpful place in their lives and she tries to be a more stable her in the meanwhile and just kind of lets go and starts uh, making the art a little bit more and then there's very sinister supernatural things going on at the town she also finds things in messages when she goes to like the library and reads art books like messages that seem like strangely to her and everything like that and she also discovers all these things about her husband's life that she didn't know anything about this person that she'd been married to for a very long time there's so many secrets and she just learns again and again. Like, she meets this person's lover, who is this guy uh, by the name of Angel, I think. She had no idea there were all these facets of him. And so it's the whole thing is a very dark book, but it's a very cathartic book. And it's about just, like, doing things for you and still having things be important to you, but not having this frantic, I have to do this right now-ness about the things and the relationships in, in her life. Interesting. Um, I would like to respond in poem. Okay. Prose, if you will. <clears throat> I am Sam. Sam I am. That Sam I am. That Sam I am. I do not like that Sam I am. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Would you like them here or there? I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Would you like them in a house? Would you like them with a mouse? I do not like them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Would you eat them in a box? Would you eat them with a fox? Not in a box. Not with a fox. Not in a house. Not with a mouse. I would not eat them here or there. I would not eat them anywhere. I would not eat green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Would you, could you, in a car? Eat them, eat them, here they are. I would not, could not, in a car. You may like them, you will see. You may like them in a tree. I would not, could not in a tree, not in a car. You let me be. I do not like them in a box. I do not like them with a fox. I do not like them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. A train, a train. Could you, would you on a train? Not on a train, not in a tree, not in a car. Sam, let me be. I could not, would not in a box. I could not, would not with a fox. I will not eat them with a mouse. I will not eat them in a house. I will not eat them here or there. I will not eat them anywhere. I do not like them, Sam, I am. Say, in the dark, here in the dark, would you? Could you in the dark? I would not, could not in the dark. Would you, could you in the rain? I would not, could not in the rain, not in the dark, not on a train, not in a car, not in a tree. I do not like them, Sam, you see. Not in a house, not in a box, not with a mouse, not with a fox. I will not eat them here or there. 
I do not like them anywhere. You do not like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam I am. Could you, would you with a goat? I could not, would not with a goat. Would you, could you on a boat? I could not, would not on a boat. I will not, will not with a goat. I will not eat them in the rain. I will not eat them on a train. Not in the dark, not in a tree, not in a car. You let me be. I do not like them in a box. I do not like them with a fox. I will not eat them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. You do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. You do not like them, so you say. Try them, try them, and you may. Try them, and you may, I say. Sam, if you will let me be, I will try them. You will see. Say, I like green eggs and ham. I do. I like them, Sam I am. And I would eat them in a boat and oh, I would eat them with a goat. And I will eat them in the rain and in the dark and on a train and in a car and in a tree. They are so good, so good, you see. So I will eat them in a box and I will eat them with a fox. And I will eat them in a house and I will eat them with a mouse and I will eat them here and there. Say, I will eat them anywhere. I do so like green eggs and ham. Thank you. Thank you, Sam, I am. I really felt like that was the only appropriate way to answer that question. <laughs> Great job. So Cthulhu and Friends does H.P. Lovecraft stories. Maybe we're doing Dr. Seuss stories. <laughs> <laughs> I really do enjoy reading Dr. Seuss. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. There were, do you remember the NPR one where they read the letters that Dr. Seuss had with this one person? Oh, my person, God. I was crying. They are... They are very sad. It's somebody who's uh, not in a great place who's writing Dr. Yes. Seuss. Yes. And Dr. Seuss responds completely 100% in character and in perfect prose. And it's really touching. Oh, I'm so sad that you made me think about that. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to bring <laughs> them to a future episode so our listeners can see them. Or just uh, Google Dr. Seuss letters. Uh, yeah. On, yeah, on uh, This American Life. This American Life and, and Dr. Seuss. Yeah, you should find it. Very it's good. Really good. And the, um, the reading, the dramatic reading that they do. like The dramatic, dramatic reading. reading is so good. Yeah. I loved it. And yours is really great, too. I oh, love your voice. Well, thank you. Um, this is from Matthew M. Morris. Oh. I believe the M stands for man. <laughs> Matt the man, Morris. Yes. He um, made his uh, high theological debut today. He's a canonical character in nice. the world now. He, his, he really killed it. His episode was great. And he has actually served on the USS Hopper. That's right. So, yeah. That's fun. Yeah, I know. Um, Thank you for your service, Matt. You're a hero. At Podcat Podcast, have you looked up what rot hemmed means yet? Rot hemmed? R-O-T space H-E-M-E-D. We'll do it right now. Oh, this better not be it. This better not be one of those daggum... Internet worms. Is it like that? No tea. No tea. Okay. So it just looks like a bunch of lumberjack wear. Uh, there's a Wikipedia thing here that's in German. Oh, Red Shirt. Oh, I think that might be his character name. Ah. Oh, let's take a look. Oh, 
gonna double check that. Yeah, he's the red shirt in Aww. German. That's fun. Matt, that's very clever. I that's like it. That's very clever. Way to go. You lumberjack. You are so good at this. Okay. God damn it, making the rest of us look bad. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, this is, I think this should be our last question for the night. Okay? Okay. Because I'm getting sleepy. I am too. This is from one of my favorite Twitter handles. At Suits Cigars Rum. <laughs> Follow Friday, people. <laughs> it's full of good tweets. <laughs> okay. And he, he also is a funny person. Okay. You win $20 on the lottery. Oh, no. You win $20 million Alrighty. on the lottery. What are the first things you do? Sam, um, I have thought about this question endlessly since I was nine <laughs> and just playing scratch offs. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Ten. Uh, pay off everything. Um, get a V8 energy drink, probably the pomegranate version. And the, the, the expensive one. Get, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm talking the pomegranate one. Get caffeinated up. Smooch my lady. Um, pay off her debt. Pay off her debt. <laughs> Set up aside the appropriate ones for everyone's education. Um, and then move <laughs> with you and everyone somewhere fun that we'd like to be. Yeah. How about you? Very good. Uh, number one, first thing I do is I hire an attorney. Okay. <laughs> I hire an attorney to protect my identity. So that no one knows that this is me. Sure. Um, then... Is Texas one of the states that reveals the names? I think so. There I are some just... legitimate reasons for revealing the names. It's not just to say, like, fuck you to these these, these people. It's it's also because um, what we usually stems out of, from what I understand, is skepticism that some of these companies that will grow to do these are actually giving out money when they say they are. So when they say somebody won... I don't want friends or family to know yes i absolutely understand yeah i just think i really i didn't until recently didn't understand the reason why some states do reveal the names like i thought why, why wasn't always anonymous mm-hmm. and from what i understand it is skepticism that some of the smaller companies that, that do this are actually giving out prizes when they say they are i see um so <sighs> i hide my identity yes. first and foremost um pay off all debt and then Quit my job. <laughs> Although I really enjoy my job a lot. I yeah. just wouldn't need it. And it just seems like at that point, it becomes a level of stress that is so unnecessary. Sure. Um, and let's see. I would... There are, a, there are a handful of families that I know would really... Could use a life-changing amount of money... And I would do that for them. And these are people that are very hard workers um, and just, you know, make really good decisions for themselves and their families are working very hard. I would love to give them $50,000 to just either pay off a vehicle, pay off a house, whatever. Um, I think that would be be nice without being crazy. And I would do that completely anonymously. 
Um, but there are some people that I work with that I think could really use that money and, you know, but I think it's a little suspicious if you, if quit, you quit your job and then suddenly they've received a handsome reward. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I think just the, the regular stuff, get out of debt, set aside enough money for my children Ow. Sorry. to pursue any, any academic goal that they have or pursue the ability to invent any great idea that they have. Um, invest in my children and myself. I would work out so much. Yeah. I'd probably do a lot more fitness. Yeah. Um, get swole. Yeah, totally. I would definitely buy a house with a pool and lots of land around it. <laughs> and we're building a wall and my neighbors would pay for it. <laughs> She's tired, ladies Sleeping. She's a sleepy baby. It's just, it's such a stupid concept. <laughs> it's real dumb. <laughs> Jerry's not paying his uh, pollster. Yes, he owes him $800,000. What? Yeah. When he hired this guy, he got a lot of positive press of being, oh, it's really becoming a legitimate operation. Look, there's a very seasoned uh, person that's a very legitimate person to doing the internal polling. Has not been paid. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm sure he's going to say, well, if he had done a good job, yeah, then exactly. he would have gotten paid. If I got the poll results that I wanted, yeah. <laughs> he'd, he'd be losing in some of those those polls. Do you think I'm going to pay for polls in which I am losing? They're going to pay for the polls in which I am losing. <laughs> what a nutcase. Um, Samuel Brady, do you want to live stream the podcast? Or not live stream, but do you want to record podcast Tuesday night? Sure, what's Tuesday night? Okay, it's election night. Oh my god, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, this is the most tired I've ever seen if Sam. I, if I'm not like on it with Johnny on the spot or something politics. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Who are you? Yeah. The next thing that happens is that you're going to burp and fart in front of me and I will know that something has taken I, over. I do not burp or fart. There are so part of the functions that I do not possess. You are a bug living inside of a Sam shell. I don't know what these words mean, but I know that they shouldn't be repeated where human hearers can hear them because human <laughs> hearers are susceptible to ideas. Let me take my human claw and turn <laughs> off this podcast. <laughs> Good night, ladies and germs. Meow. Meow.